In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are they who believe that there will be a a fulfillment of those things that are told them by the Lord. For every word of God shall not be impossible. True submission to the word of God, the submission that acknowledges what the scriptures say is true, that acknowledges that the scriptures are reliable and worth believing and putting into practice, the submission that responds to the scripture saying, let it be to me according to your word, such submission requires humility, the sort of humility that is foreign to our sinful flesh. In fact, this humility is something that can only be cultivated by God himself as he works through his word and his sacrament to put to death in us the old man of the flesh, and as he works through that same word and sacrament to raise up in us the new man. The old man of the flesh is prideful and self-centered. He cannot submit to the word of God, and he has any number of excuses for why that is. For some, the word of God is out of touch with the life that they envision for themselves in this world. The cares and the pleasures of the world are immediately in front of them, and the promises of scripture lay far distant in the future and hidden from their eyes. And so they are unable to look past the worldly pleasures that they experience in the here and now, and they are in unable to look past that to the incomparable joys that Christ promises to those who deny themselves to take up their cross and suffer in this life and follow him. In others, the old man of the flesh cannot stomach the word of God because they cannot understand it. Reason for them is God. And so the miraculous deeds recorded in Holy Scripture are scandalous to them. And the Bible seems to them only a book of idle fairy tales that could only possibly be believed by the most naive of simpletons. And still others, the old man of the flesh cannot submit himself to the scriptural proclamation that man has nothing to do with his own salvation. For the old man of the flesh wants to be responsible for his own eternal life so that he can boast in his own excellence. To at least some degree, all of these arrogant propositions inhere in the sinful flesh of each one of us. Though I do suspect that the biggest culprit and the biggest threat to faith among us here, here in a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in the year 2023, I suspect that the the biggest threat to culprit of the old man in us are the cares and the pleasures of this world that lead to laziness when it comes to the thing of God, things of God to the point that we are not willing to suffer for God's word. To be sure, there is the possibility, God forbid, that we could start denying the miracles of Christ. And there is the possibility, again, God forbid it, that works righteousness begins to be taught rampantly among us as it is in some other supposedly Christian denominations. 
But I suspect that our primary struggle is with prioritizing the things of God over the things of this world and our luxuries and our comforts. And this is easily diagnosed. When the Holy Scriptures speak a clear word concerning an issue, and our response begins with the words, yes, but, it's a sure sign that we're falling prey to this. Whether we're making excuses for why we don't pray as often as we should or read the Bible as often as we should, or if we are like this week, the Pope in Rome, who's making excuses for why he won't clearly state what the Bible teaches about marriage and human sexuality because of the culture surrounding him, Anytime we make these sorts of excuses for why we are unwilling to confess the clear words of Scripture, then we are, to some degree, letting the cares and comforts of this life hinder us from believing and confessing what God has clearly told us. And so, in whatever way this takes shape in our own lives, it is the work of the old sinful flesh that clings to us now and will continue to cling to us as long as we are in this flesh, in this life. And so may the Lord work through his word in each of us, so that by daily contrition and repentance, this old man may die as we live in the grace and the faith of our baptism. And may God daily raise up in his place the new man, the one who lives before God in righteousness and purity now and even forevermore. And this God does and has certainly done and will continue to do in each of you who believe in his word. He does, this, he does this daily in our life of faith as baptized Christians, but he has also done it today in particular ways. He's done it here through the word of his absolution, and he will continue that work of killing the old man and raising the new in you, as you eat and drink the flesh and blood of Christ in the Lord's Supper. And for that new man, the one that God in his grace is raising up in you through his word and sacraments, for that new man, humble submission to the word of God is not foreign, nor is it a burden. Rather, to humbly submit to the word of God to say, let it be to me according to your word, is the delight of that new man that God is raising up in you. Because that new man in you knows that he lives on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that brings us today to Mary in our gospel text from Luke chapter one. Although Mary, the mother of our Lord, was by no means perfect, although she was conceived in sin, Although she was burdened with the effects of her sin and the daily plague of her own sinful flesh, God in his grace raised up in her the new man that trusts in his word above all else. And we are, we are shown this. This is demonstrated for us when Mary responds to the news that the angel Gabriel comes to bring her when he announced to her that she would bear in her womb the savior of the world. To be sure, she, had of, she could have responded according to her sinful flesh. And if she had responded according to her sinful flesh, she would have said something along the lines 
of rejecting the angel's word. She might have rejected the angel's word on the one hand uh, because the sinful flesh which rejects the miraculous would have responded that it is impossible for her to have conceived a child without having been intimate with a man. Or if she had responded according to the sinful flesh, she could have rejected the word because the truthfulness of the word would mean losing her reputation and her comforts as a member of the Jewish community. Because she would have been henceforth known as an adulteress and the mother of an illegitimate child. And she would have rejected perhaps the word still on the other hand, because the fact that she's bearing a savior means that she needs saving and she can't do it herself. But Mary didn't respond in the way of the sinful flesh. She rather responded according to faith, according to the new man that God had raised up in her through faith. And so when the angel finishes speaking, she does not reject the word, but instead she says, let it be to me according to your word. Behold the servant of the Lord. If that means that the child conceived in me will be conceived in a miraculous way, so be it. God is able to accomplish the miraculous. If bearing this child means that I bear the ridicule, mockery, and shame of an adulteress, then so be it. God knows my heart and will vindicate me in his own time. If bearing the savior of the world means that I myself am a sinner in need of a savior, then so be it, God grant it. In his grace, God raised up the new man in Mary that responded to the angel's word in that way. And in that same grace and favor, he raised up in her womb the new man who gives life and faith and salvation to all of us. For the new man who lives in us, who grants us faith, who gives us joy and delight as we humbly submit to the word of God, that new man in each of us is none other than Christ himself. He lived in Mary by faith, even as he lived and grew in her womb. And because God raised up for us our new man in the womb of Mary, we likewise are favored in the sight of God. For by raising up Christ in Mary's womb, God united himself to our flesh. He took our sin upon himself. He died in our place, has risen from the dead, and ascended into heaven that he might fill all things, that he might be found for us in baptismal water, found for us in the preaching of his word, and found for us in his holy supper, all of that, so that he might live in us, that he might raise himself within us as that new man who lives in righteousness and purity forever, that new man who hears the word of God and says, let it be to me according to your word. And because Christ has so worked in us in order that he might live within us, we do receive the word of God in that humble submission. We no longer say yes, but, but we do say, let it be to me according to your word. Even if that word should necessitate the miraculous, even if it means that I must suffer in this life, and even and especially if it means 
that I must rely on you alone for salvation. But we also live in the comfort and the promises of God's word. We live in the promise that he has forgiven our sins for the sake of Christ's death. And we live in the promise that he will grant us what we need to bear suffering in this life for his sake. And according to his word, we also believe that he is coming again to rescue us from this veil of tears, to take us to himself in heaven. And so as the hours of Advent wane today and give way to Christmas, let us await the coming of Christ, the fulfillment of all his promises, with the attitude with which Mary awaits the fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the angel. When Mary went to visit Elizabeth a short time after Gabriel had spoken to her, Elizabeth exclaimed to Mary, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed likewise are you who believe in the fulfillment of what is spoken to you by the Lord. For as the angel said to Mary, every word of God shall not be impossible. Every word of God shall not be impossible for you. The word by which he forgives your sins, the word by which he promises to raise you up on the last day, the word by which he promises to bring you with Christ into heaven. It is by his word that he raises us up to life and grants eternal salvation. Let it be to us according to his word. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.